0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where the Commander Clash crew discusses Commander-related topics, and today we're going to be talking about treasures. Streets of New Capanna just came out, and with it, a new slew, a new variety of treasures have hit the format, hit Commander as a whole, and uh, it's not the first time we've seen treasures. We've seen treasures a lot in the past, like, two years or so. Uh, definitely ramping up the amount of treasures that we see and it's definitely a controversial issue in commander uh some people think treasures are a bit too much some people think that it's you know really good for the format so we want to you know figure out the nuance behind treasures as a mechanic if it's relatively good for the format if it's bad for the format and all the little uh, little things in between um so joining me as always is richard
1: uh how's it going richard Hello, Tomer. It is going well. Very well. That's great, that's I'm great. about to dunk on some treasures. <laughs> Ooh,
0: spicy takes today. <laughs> um, and then Seth, probably better known as Saffron All. How's it
2: going? Doing well, Tomer. How are you? Doing well, doing well. I'm, I'm about to dunk on some treasures.
0: <laughs> I Sorry, I saw Richard's line. i want to see team treasures. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to sacrifice them for, for mana, so I'm really excited about that. Um And then, uh, generally speaking, we have Krim, also known as the Asian Avenger, as the fourth in the podcast, but he couldn't make it today. So joining in his place is Commander Clash, uh, I wanted to say Ros- uh, alumni, you're not alumni, you're roster, uh, Phil, aka Bruce Critchin. Uh, welcome, Phil. Hello. Yeah, I'm going and to trash so- some treasures, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just ah, uh, for the protocol. I'm going to sack some treasures, how about that? Yeah, uh, yeah. sure, <laughs> Um, our powers combined, we're going to talk about uh, treasures. So first off, um, what does the table think about treasures as a whole in Commander? Net good, net bad for the format? What's your initial opinion before we really dive into the nitty gritty? For me, it's fun but dangerous from
3: a power level. I think we are close to breaking them, uh, but they're fun to play with. I can't deny that. Except for Darkside, that's and and Smothering Tide otherwise they're fun. I guess.
2: Yeah. I mean treasures treasures are fine. I think they can do some good things. I think the most powerful treasure cards kind of warp the whole mechanic for me a little bit. I I imagined this earlier when you we were talking off cast, but like it reminds me a little bit of Modern Horizons too. Like Modern Horizons too. I love the set and I love Modern Horizons and Modern, but like the top end cards are so busted that it kind of turns people off to the entire set. Even though there's so many, like, really cool cards that do positive things for Modern, I think Treasures are kind of the same way in Commander, where a lot of them are a positive for the format, but then there's this, like, group of cards that's just, like, shows up all the time and is way too busted, and that turns the people off to, like, the entire idea of Treasures being a mechanic.
1: I hard disagree. (laughs) Yes! So, So when I think of Treasures, I think of Dredge. I think of Rituals. And yes, there is some janky dredge card out there where you can dredge back like a 3-3 three, three for value and no one plays it. And they play the broken ones, right? The ones that in- instantly win you the game, right? So I think treasures as a concept is flawed. Either they're insanely broken or utterly useless. There's like no middle ground. And uh, we have plenty of insanely broken treasure cards. And I-, I need the wizard's marketing person who sold people on treasures because treasures are basically rituals. You know, do you want Dark Ritual in the format? Do you want Seething Song? Like, that's what we have nowadays, and everyone is fine with it, which I don't understand why. Uh, we, don't, we don't need to accelerate a billion mana and, like, be able to recur it, loop it, save it up. It's somehow better than a ritual. You can, like, do the value turn and then do a combo the next turn by saving. So I think it's actually horrendously broken, and they should remove the mechanic altogether.
0: Pff,
1: woo! Oh, remove. I'm excited. Wait.
0: I'm excited the, for this one. Oh. This is gonna be a spicy. <laughs> I
3: wasn't like uh, that this. I'm
0: more with I think like I, I like a lot of them, but like there are like you know a handful that are really really pushed too much. But like I like I like the mechanic of treasures. um Like uh, okay, so so one thing I like about treasures a lot is that they are not just, they're not just ramp, right? They're not just generating mana, but they're also artifacts. They also get sacrificed. So it opens up like all these cool synergies. So I don't know for people who don't know what treasures are. Uh, basically they're, they're t- artifact token, uh, that you, uh, tap and sacrifice to add one colored mana of any color and a lot of cards lately uh make treasures uh as a kind of like a side effect you know like they make treasures and they do something else like goldspin dragon is a 4-4 flying uh flying dragon that also makes treasures when it attacks and and so forth um i like i like that there's artifact synergies and there's cool things you can do with them mostly because they're artifacts and I think it's 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 cooler than just like oh I'm a ritual. It's like I'm a ritual, but like you can you can build around me in, in a expressive way. Like, 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 <laughs> yeah, but interesting. Uh, it's as well. powered, I've tried to
2: say. Like, couldn't they support oh, those incredibly. same synergies in a safer way though? Like blood yes. tokens or clue tokens. Like oh, you, yeah. get same, yeah. you get the same you get the same synergies if you want artifacts. I love clues as well. I yeah, love
3: clue. so clues. Are, they're so that's so stupid. Two
2: too, man.
0: It's a draw a card is yeah. Like, that's. Peak fair magic.
3: (laughs) So that's what I was going to say. Like, Tireless Tracker is my favorite card. And clues are inherently fair, I think, even though they all open up the same synergies, like you get an artifact that you sacrifice. But you have to pay for it. And treasures are the opposite because they pay for other stuff. But I don't think... Like, if we remember Ixalan Block, except for Pitiless Plunderer, who was missing a non-creature, non-token clause... Pretty much all the treasure cards were kind of fair and not even good, but then we go to something like uh, Deadly Dispute, which is just another card that already existed, but now it also creates a treasure. That's like, that's a bit, can get a bit out of hand as we saw in Dockside,
1: or I guess Ragavan so is
3: broken for a I, lot I have of stuff, track up. We, we can the actually treasure.
1: rattle off the existing treasure staples that people play and then you guys yes. tell me how fair these sound okay smothering tithe dockside extortionist pitiless plunderer storm-killed artist tireless provisioner revel in riches goldsman dragon brass's bounty deadly dispute ragavon uh going down to hull breacher just straight up banned <laughs> uh and then in Why the new still set <laughs> <laughs> on the new set, <laughs> professional <laughs> facebreaker, bootlegger stash, Zia Tora, Agnes, like payoffs, smuggler snare, life insurance, Uh things yeah. that just make oodles and oodles of treasures. So, so where uh, are these fair cards that you speak? Because anytime okay. I see any one of these cards, you're like, oh my goodness. Treasure no, map no. is fair, and it's a pretty good pay. Treasure right? map is f- Definitive oh, fair fan. magic.
2: Yeah, let's storm oh. in the vault. Uh, okay, there's like, one in there.
1: There's one fair a decent, one.
2: A decent <laughs> amount of those cards are fair. Like, tireless Provisioner's a pretty fair card. Revelin Riches, I would consider I a pretty even. fair card. You don't, either, don't think Revelin Riches Revelin is Revelin Riches? Fair? I think Revelin
0: Riches is incredibly fair. but tireless Provisioner is just like a Lotus Cobra of upside. I don't know. Oh, about you mean that. from these I mean, cards? I mean, oh, if we Lotus just. Lotus
2: Cobra's fine, right? But yeah, by this logic.
0: I, I don't know. I'm, I've been burned by green so many times that I see anything that has a lane fall on it, and I'm like, nope.
3: Nope. <laughs> Wait, if we just list off these staples fair, and then yeah. say, oh, none of these cards are not powerful. I mean, by this logic, we could say Dash is broken because Raghavan has Dash. Obviously, it's not the same, but. There are a lot of cards that made There's treasures. There's one dash card
1: that works. I know, <laughs> I, know
3: I just had on open here. But there are a lot of dash... Uh, like what are uh, the unbroken treasure th- makers that people play? They oh, usually so, don't so. play them. But <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> treasure
1: makers. <match? laughs> I, I, map, yeah. I think
0: I think Unexpected Windfall and Striker Rich are pretty decent in specific decks. And like if I'm in a red deck that uh has discard synergies, like I'm running like a bag of holding or something, it's really good. They're also really good in like Calamax where you can copy those spells because you don't have to pay the additional cost. Like Unexpected Windfall and Striker Rich both say as an additional cost to casting the spell, you have to discard a card and then you draw two and you make two tokens. But in Calamax, if you're copying it, you don't have to discard a card for the copy. So now you're actually going up. You're you're actually going up uh, in terms of card advantage with it, which is really good, and it makes more treasures. And I like the I like Shiny Impetus. Shiny
2: Impetus is nice. So if you think about treasures, like it's either a fast mana or a big mana mechanic. Yeah. Like that's that's what it does, and I think that's how you have to evaluate it. Those are neither one of those things are. Particularly fair ways to play magic. But of course there's like bad like Tomer hates Hedron Archive. I love Hedron Archive, but that's a thing that makes a bunch of mana, and that's not something that everyone agrees is like super powerful. I think the same is true of the treasure cards. Like it's a it's a really risky mechanic because every treasure has potential to be broken, because making a lot of mana is one of the most broken things you can do in in all of magic. So I feel like wizards kind of plays with fire every time they make treasure cards, and I feel like they're playing more and more with fire, because now we're getting more and more treasure payoffs, and that makes them even more scary, like, just being fast mana and big mana is already frightening, but then, when you're winning the game with Revel Riches, or when you're drawing your deck with Professional Facebreaker, and we're getting more and more of these cards that are like, oh, here's your reward for having treasures, well, we don't need a reward, our reward is making an endless amount of lotus petals and winning the game, we don't need more of a reason to put treasure producers in our deck because they're inherently strong on their own. So I think that's where I I tend to get a little worried is seeing wizards going further and further down this path and like making treasures better and better set by set.
0: Academy manufacturer is the most egregious. Like as soon as I saw that, kind of like why. Why? <laughs> <It's a pretty laughs> Every fun time car, You make though. a treasure <laughs> kind of Academy Manufacturer. A three drop <laughs> artifact? It's an artifact itself and it makes a, it makes you a food and a clue, and then whenever you make a food and a clue you make treasure and it's like
1: in what world is that card not like just completely busted? Uh. So, so there is a way to fix it, and it's to like make it white, like once per turn, <laughs> like smothering. <laughs> like if you can yeah, make well, a once treasure per turn, once okay, per okay. turn cycle, you can fix. It's like saying like dredge one is the maximum dredge you can do. It's fixed, yeah, and no one will play it, right? Like uh, that. That'll be that. You you need to really lean in into tomer synergies, right? Now, if you have an artifact sacking deck, that one treasure a turn means something to you but as is all of these cards are just like yes i would like 10 free mana yes (laughs) right i don't i don't need any payoffs i'll just take the mana right so you could limit it severely and then force you to have actual artifact or sacrifice synergies like maybe corvold will still like it but generic red deck will not go ham on treasures just because like why not right huh that's actually interesting like would you would
0: you play a version of pitiless plunder let's say it was like a one drop and it said whenever a creature you control dies uh make a treasure token this can only happen once each turn uh, or even no. maybe like a two drop would you play it it the only, the only reason people play that is a combo right like
2: no, no, you, you can't do that tech. if you get it
3: once each turn i played in aristocrats for- Pretty much for sure. If it t- rate, triggers once per turn, or once per turn? turn cycle, so yeah, you once you do that's do the, the question. It yeah,
1: four times.
0: You once per turn. This it. is the this is like the the welcoming yeah. vampire style, right? Yeah, I'd play it.
3: If I have like a recurring, recurring, sacrifice engine, that's at least like, it's fair. Like, pretty the is obviously broken, but. I'd play the fat like, I think
1: that's fine. If you have to play a sacrifice deck to make it work, great. Yeah, it's that's right? uh, but it I do like if you just yeah. those in a black deck, wrap the board or something and you win. <laughs> right? like, and you
0: can you can tweak the mana value too. Like Pityless Pums is 4, but like if it was once per turn, I would think it should be like a 2 drop, you know, or a 1 drop. Oh wow. The all, <laughs> all maybe, two, maybe
2: 2, maybe probably 2. Probably, <laughs> two, probably yeah. two, maybe 2 also pretty
3: wild. Like if do you don't just play Pit of
2: Plums? Plums. Oh, go
3: Okay. Oh. Like, I, I love Jada in every form of magic. And if it would be a one-drop, you could curve one-drop this, then Jada Oh, my Lord, would I play this card. But uh, I'd probably, I think they would make it a three-drop, actually.
2: It's, it, do it you all just can... play Pitiless Plunder for value? Is that a thing people do? Like, the run it out there in Wrath and make treasures? I thought it was, like, purely a combo slash aristocrat's card. Interesting i, I, I combo had both, it right? in I my be terrible
1: as a it's value still card. good probably in
0: commander yeah. clash the armix the, the armix that had it in and it was not a combo piece it was just a value piece
1: it's still good yeah but that was a sack deck still that was a sacrifice deck it was
0: a sack deck and it was also a, yeah. an artifact deck so it yeah. makes artifacts which is relevant
1: okay but, what do you think of like magda where you theoretically combo with dwarves, but not really. <laughs> that's fair, because like magda,
0: like yes, magda is an incredibly powerful deck. It's a CDH deck, like one of one of the best ones. But like you have to be a magda deck, and like I'm okay with you know one deck being highly competitive. You know, like if you're playing a magda deck, then you have a high power deck, and that's that's fine. But like, you can't just like jam magda into like a random red deck and be like. Well, I guess you can. I you're not sure.
1: Until I turn two, you attack you, get you Yeah, out, but right?
0: she's still like a two one. It's hard to attack with her, you know, like she's a good payoff for your treasures, but like I, don't, I think it's a she's a significantly worse than the ninety
2: nine, I would say. And Magda's kind of restricted by her tribe. Like dwarves are just like if that was an elf card or something, it would be super problematic. But oh, because God, it cares about like such a Underpowered horrible tribe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but really, because oh, it yeah. cares about dwarves, it's like, it's kind of fine and probably even a good thing because dwarves, like, could use something kind of powerful to have some shot to be a playable in commander. You're thinking, like, so Richard. I view my.
1: <laughs> what a normal person does is like, I'll play Dockside, and yeah, then with yeah. my treasures, I'll play Magda. Then I'll sack the remaining yeah. five treasures to tutor up an artifact um, and win the game, right? Like, yes. that's it, yeah. right? And yeah. if I don't have Dockside, I could actually fall back on plan B, which is just cast Magda and attack. And I might actually get like five treasures that way as well, right? So, yeah.
0: like She's probably good enough that you don't need other dwarves in, in the 99 with her, and you just like put her in and you sacrifice and you win the game but like uh, yeah i guess i guess pay off the treasures is kind of lame which (laughs) artifact
3: do you tutor up to win the game like you say there's like is there a specific one
0: uh i think it's like usually like either flux loops you grab that
1: i mean if you're playing a magda deck you definitely have like magda combos but like yeah. I don't know. You you basically so if you thought five mana was bad, Phil, what if I gave you unlimited mana for any <laughs> artifact in your deck and a tutor on top of that? Yeah, like, sure, surely yeah. something yeah. bad is going to happen here, right? <laughs>
2: hmm. So how do you how do you think of treasures? Like, what do you compare them to? Like they're like something like extortion Extortionist. Is the problem that it makes treasures, or is the problem that it makes too much mana for its mana cost? Is there there a difference between this and Jessica's Will, or Mana Guys, or something? Like, other than the fact that for some reason it's too mana, which is obviously absurd, but, like, Hmm. is this a treasure problem, or is the problem Wizards is letting cards make way too much mana, and that's, like, not a good thing? To
3: me, it's Dark Side and Smothering Tide are, like super egregious because they produce so much treasure, but also the jewel thief and deadly dispute that are like good cards that also hey here's a lotus petal just just with the card that would be fine I like I think treasures are I don't know there's two types of treasures the ones that are just staple to cards to make them better, and there's the broken two ones <laughs> maybe uh what's the the pitiless plunderer as well but The, I kind of don't like the power creeping with treasures, I guess, because Deadly Dispute was usually two mana, sacrifice a creature, draw two cards, and now it's the same with a treasure staple to it. So I don't like just making cards better with it, and I think in like two or three sets we probably overdid it, so we only play the versions that make treasures. I don't know, that's, I think these are two different things. Like the, Overabundance of treasures and the hey, here's also a treasure with your good card. Both of them are kind of sketchy. I do like stuff like Revel in Riches or Treasure Map or something where you have to work for your treasure.
0: I thought Ixalan was fine. I mean, except for Pryos, but I'll never know. Like, what what did we get from from Ixalan? Ixalan introduced treasures. We got a bunch of cards nobody plays. Brass's Bounty, which makes uh. Treasures equals a number of lands, which is a good card. I still I still think that's a good card in like rule decks. Uh and then we got Pitiless Plunder, which oops a daisy. I think like I think they were very conservative at the beginning, and then they kind of ramped it up a lot. Like by the time we got to like Strixhaven, Stormkill Nardis Artist is kind of like, Well what are you what are you doing? You make a treasure each time you cast or coffee? Why? Why are you doing this? No. And then they're just like, Whoa, you think that was good? Well check out Ragavan. Hail! <laughs> and then and then it's just like insanity just like went from there.
3: And we so see that continuing
2: And we think, well, we see that continuing with the, the newest set too with bootleggers stash as a card a lot of people are talking about and like it's it's still happening. Like it, they're still pushing it. Like even like Agnes and professional face breaker, some of the I think top tier treasure cards are are coming in Streets of New Cabena, like in the in the most recent set. And oh yeah, life insurance. There isn't as well. any sign of wizards like slowing down. If anything, they're like uh, snowballing harder towards treasures, it feels like in the
1: in the set design. Treasures are just better rituals. <clears throat> like imagine you had Burning Tree emissary, but instead of making two mana, it made ten. And then imagine if it didn't drain at the end of your phase so you can bank it up for next turn and then imagine if it just randomly synergized with artifacts and sacrificing <laughs> right like it's like so powercraft and like you can save it like you can value like let's let's say you mana geyser right it costs five mana you make some mana right but you have to use all that mana right with treasures you can just save that mana because you need it even more right you spent five mana setting up your combo you made a bunch of treasures you can just Wait, right? Same with, like, Smothering Tithe, right? You can just wait. And then in two turns, minimum, you have six extra mana. So, like, it just breaks magic in fundamental ways. Like, you thought soul Ring was bad, right? <laughs> like, soul Ring is just one extra mana, or two extra mana every turn, right? But this is, like, eight mana, ten mana at once, but you can save it for later, right? And that's the problem with Treasures, right? Without even thinking about the payoffs like forget if you've cast like, a goldspan dragon or, or something right like you just get to bank up mana you, you remember like the storage lands you know how bad they are mm. like that's how powerful <laughs> storing up mana is like you can't let people just like sink all their mana and then store it up for one combo turn right but that's what treasures allow you to do they um, used
0: to put those in precons and commander precons, con yeah back in like the day.
1: Storing up mana is a know, very powerful thing, coalition relic or whatever, right? Like that's a very powerful ability, and now it's just commonplace, right?
2: Yeah, that is that is true. I mean, that is a big part of the power of them. If you had to use the mana right away, it would be it would be a lot worse. Although I think like something like Dioxide would still be broken. Like you would still you see it comboing off and doing stuff yep. if it just made mana. But I think like a lot of the less busted ones would be way less playable if you had to use the mana right away. Smoletod wouldn't be playable, I don't think.
0: What I'm, Yay!
3: <laughs> what I'm curious is, like, I draft a lot of new capena since release, and Druel Thief is just insane power creep. It's a 3-mana, three 3-3, three, three Vigilance, Trample, and it creates a treasure token. And I wonder if it would be, like, <clears throat> it would obviously be broken at 2-mana, but it kind of only costs two. You cannot play it on turn two, but you play it and you get one mana back. And printing... I don't know how this card... Saw, how did they... I think we are actually heading into, oh, everything creates a treasure now, and that's how we power creep stuff without... I guess they don't have... They might make a, a keyword that creates a treasure so they can fit more text on... Like, here it's it's reminder text on what a treasure does they might just say the the card has rich and it creates a treasure when it enters the battlefield just because they make it so evergreen like if they push a common that's already broken this far i think we're heading in a very bad direction i don't think wizards thinks the same as we do i think they think oh we just created something amazing here and we have to put it into every set
0: I don't even think that's like the best common though. Like, Angelic Overseer is existing. <laughs> oh, it's almost it's like, so crazy, yeah. Oh. It just crushes you. It's oh, like, yeah, God, I have a yeah. three mana, two one that draws a card and gives me a life, and then good, <laughs> GG attacking on the ground. I'm just going to fly over. Whoops, Whoopsie
2: daisy. Okay. We're, we're, so, 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 oh, go ahead. Yeah, don't go more. ahead. No, no, go ahead. So, what I was okay. going to ask, like, <sighs> Is there any chance that Treasures are actually, like, a positive? Because one thing we complain about a lot on Commander is how busted green is and how green is the color that gets to ramp the most. Is there... Uh, is what Wizards is trying to do with Treasures is balance things out ramp-wise? Is that how Wizards is feeling it? And is there any wisdom to that like is it a good thing that this is allowing every color to have access to some amount of ramp uh which hopefully helps those colors keep up with green like smothering tithe might be a great example of this we complained a lot about white not getting good ramp and then we're like here you go smothering tithe and now white has like maybe this. the best mm-hmm. ramp spell in not the like format this. like it is like a broken ramp spell is it good or could it be good if we didn't have the busted ones like could it be a positive Sure,
3: if it's not in green, I don't get why. I would, yeah. I mean, I w- jewel thief is green, <laughs> just uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. But jewel thief's not going to see playing. No, no,
3: no. Or, but it's the most egregious no. power creep I've ever seen by far. <laughs> probably maybe deadly dispute as well. But
0: God, I think. I I think like I, I'm still on team treasures is still fine if, if the card's valids, but uh. I think the major the major red flag for me is that I think Mark Rosewater went on record recently saying like uh, they didn't like having treasures in blue and they moved it away from blue and they moved it like over to green instead. And like I I would think in my in like 2022 right now, I would say the best ramp colors uh, it would be number one by a mile is green number two i would say actually is white because white has really good catch up ramp and then maybe black if you say like in the long run because black has a lot of uh mana doublers but i'd say uh, in in red has like some ritual effects red actually doesn't have that much i don't think i would say red needs like treasures treasures would be kind of nice to to give it some ramp but blue blue actually doesn't have ramp that i'm aware of like There are some, some like, random side thingies. Like, there's that bad spell shaper that people (laughs) say is good, but it's actually, no, it's bad. Um, And then is that basically it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It it can make your artifacts a little bit cheaper, which can be mana rocks. Mana drain
1: is the ramp everyone uses, right? Um, Yeah, great. Yeah, wonderful. That's situational, right?
0: So, like, the fact that they would say, like, no, we're actually not going to give blue treasures. We're just going to give it to, like, green instead... That that makes me go, huh, maybe maybe this is not what Witches of Coast is actually intending to like balance out the colors of ramp. Maybe that's not exact that's not where they're going for at all. And what are they going for? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean I I've heard people refer to it as impulse ramp, right? It's ramp that's temporary. Like the impulse draw that red gets. It makes sense. Except we don't have like a rampant growth that ramps like eight lands in green, right? Like, you know, we, we don't have a explosive vegetation that continually dumps lands onto the battlefield. Every player's turn. Right. So, you know, if it made one treasure token, fine, but they seem to just like disregard all of that and given red, the ability to storm off and just end the game in like one turn, which I don't think is balanced. And I think this is like there. There's so many cards that do this that I think it's by design, like Hall Breacher, infamously banned now. Like these cards that just give you access to like tons and tons of mana. Like I think they they want that, right? Like I think this is their fix to rituals or something. Like maybe they brought back Dark Ritual, people freak out. But like treasures, they're fine, <laughs> right? Like this is by mistake no way right like so much like anyone ever play test this like it makes so much mana it's so obvious it makes so much mana it must be what they're going for right
3: yeah i think so too that's what i mean if they slap it on comments that are already good they are probably pretty cool with what they're doing like they, they
2: gotta play test no I, i'm actually not sure if they play you, test but maybe maybe players like them like, maybe you're, a, like, if you're a casual player, and that's who Wizards obviously going for recently, like, those casual type players, like, I don't know, I don't think Wizards ever wants anyone to be mana screwed, and they don't ever want anyone to run out of cards in hand, like, everything about modern magic design kind of screams that, so I think that I, maybe that's what Wizards going for, is, I think it is intentional, because I think Wizards wants this to be how new players play magic because it feels bad to not be able to cast your spell and be sitting there with two lands and it feels bad to run out of cards in hand so just everything draws a card everything makes a treasure so everyone has you know a full hand and all the mana they could ever use and you just someone snowballs harder and that's who wins the game like i, I that seems like what wizards is trying to do in commander and, and magic in general right but,
3: that's actually so, kind of a good point.
2: Well, I, I, read
0: one of the design, one of the, uh, Wizards of the Coast designers did like a tweet thread talking about treasures and capenna and what they were trying to do with it. And they were talking specifically about like limited. And they wanted to, they said that like, this is the 1st tricolor draft environment that they had in a very long time. I think the last one was like cons. Um, and they said like, here's, here's how we mana fixed in cons block. We have the tri-lands and we have like some, uh, some, some of the ramp and stuff. And in shards, we had, like heavy multicolor. We had the base, we had the land cyclers as a way to, you know, ditch a, a big, uh, haymaker card, get the land you need at a given time. And this time they said, well, we need, we're another tricolor set. We need to make sure the mana fixing is good. So you play tricolor decks. We're going to establish that this time with treasures. And I talked about like flavorfully, like the, the set is all about, you know, like, uh, 1920s, you know, uh, america corruptions mafia and everything like that it makes sense flavorfully from an aesthetic choice treasures and it makes sense from a limited choice we want to make sure that limited has the mana fixing to go tricolor that's those are the design goals they didn't talk about commander that i saw or not not in the thread that i saw but i think what what their their thought process was was like we need our 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 primary objective is make sure limited is good make sure standard also works i guess and then, oh, well, we need some cards for commander players. So, well, we have all these treasure cards. We might as well add some cool treasure cards that will appeal to commander players. Done. And and leave it at that. I don't think they were having, like, this high design goal for commander going in. They were just like, well, we need to add something that will make people buy the packs that are commander players. And so they were just like, ah, some high-powered treasure cards. It's It's on theme. It's on flavor. We're already doing them. So might as well um and i think that like I, I think it's fine and limited like i i like i like the cons yeah but like you, when you just throw like a random overpowered treasure card in commander then it's kind of like yikes <laughs> you know like why does bootlegger's uh, professional face breaker need to be printed i don't know I,
3: I like the treasure producing part of professional face breaker. But the treasure payoff like Seth mentioned I think it was Seth mentioned it before you have an artifact that sacrifices for mana that's probably enough these are three payoffs already you don't need another payoff for for uh, treasures here yeah, so facebreaker hmm. first ability is cool uh, second ability is. It's kind of wild. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I do have to say that treasures are super fun to play with, and they smooth out Limited very good. I'm not really complaining about Jewel Thief as a card. I think it should be uncommon, but uh, this is just a sign for me that Wizards is probably thinking that they do the right thing, which is scary. Uh, Yeah. But they are fun. Not as fun as Clues, though.
0: So, I guess, bringing it back to Commander um are we at the point with capenna that it makes sense for you to start adjusting your deck list to add treasure hate cards i think that that in the community was a topic that people were, were, were you know discussing already like if you go to a random play group now now that we have new capenna cards do you think treasures are so prominent that you're you're willing to jam like a Viridian Revel, which says whenever an opponent uh, sacrifices a or uh, whenever an artifact an opponent controls goes to the graveyard, uh, you get to draw a card. Like would you would you ri- run that blind now? Um, what about Stony Silence, which says activated abilities of artifacts cannot be activated, so you can't sacrifice the treasures for mana. Uh, are those cards that you would consider running in your commander decks now? Because I
2: I've never done that before. I think for me, cards that deal with artifacts go up in value a bit, but I don't know if I want to be like Null Rotting and Stony Silencing because those cards, I don't know if they. They hate on treasures, they hate on mana rocks, maybe they hate on some other random artifact with an activated ability or something. But I would be more interested in like making sure I have Vandal Blast in my deck, for example, or making sure I have a Shatterstorm or the, the new one that they just printed in one of the commander precons. It's kinda like five mana shatterstorm that can wrath creatures do. Stuff like that goes up in value for me. But I don't know if I'm to the point where I'm gonna be playing Viridian Revel. It seems risky. Like there are a lot of treasures, but there's going to be times when that card does literally nothing and it doesn't further your game plan and you don't run into a treasure deck or your opponent doesn't draw their dockside or whatever. So I think that's where I'm at. Like making sure I have more ways to answer treasures, but ways that are going to be good in most commander games rather than only be good. If someone plays a dockside or if someone has bootlegger stash, or if someone has some broken treasure card,
1: those cards suck. (laughs) Like you put it out and people just don't use their treasures right? And then they remove it, and then they combo off and kill you. And that's assuming they even have treasures and you did anything to them. Like, they may not have anything, and you just basically did not progress your game plan. You spent mana, you spent a card, and you're just down a card in your deck. Like, they would need to print, like, an opposition agent for treasures that you could flash in and somehow, like, take all the treasures on board or something. You know, it has to be, like, a hull breacher opposition agent type 8 card. But, like, the answer is just play your own treasures and like pop off before they pop off like that's guaranteed to always work right if no one else is playing treasures congrats you win right and you know like rather than play the hate card for something that may or may not happen like what's the point right
0: would you would you play this card because yeah just because you mentioned it crafty cut purse it's a four mana blue uh, human pirate with flash. 2 2 and so when it enters the battlefield, each token that would be created under an opponent's control of this turn is created under your control instead. Would you consider this? At 2 it mana, I would less. maybe,
3: but not at 4 mana. The card is suffering from Ixalan being very underpowered, so. Oh. If it would, the effect is cool, and it's probably the way I would hate against treasures, because I don't want to play maybe Collector Oof, but not Stony Side, I guess. Nah actually i don't want to hate out my opponents but stealing their stuff hell yeah but not at four It'd mana one shot yeah. too if <laughs> it, it feels was like persistent worse
1: because, because on. <laughs> it doesn't hate smothering time right it doesn't hate yeah. like the incremental things it's also four mana like if it was a two mana two twos <laughs> yeah it's also only only for that turn yeah right? yeah. Uh, yeah why why
2: is it not persistent like if they'll print
1: it's exilers and they'll yeah. print notion
2: thieves and like
1: <laughs> cuz this 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 gets like creature tokens and things like that right like it's it's not just treasures so they don't want you posing that tokens deck over there I' don't know. But this is also a uh, removal spell
0: yeah this is uh, also in 2020 when they were still being like maybe we could uh combat power creep instead of just adding to it they they reversed after a while wait when was
2: exolon Ixalan was 2017? 20... Uh, last... 2018!
0: Oh, man, yeah, that was that was when they were like, how about we try scaling back on power?
2: Uh, and oh, then came Eldorain, the very next <laughs> <Yeah>. set. <Her laughs> and
0: then they were block. like, fire all yeah. the way!
2: Or maybe it was two, because we had Ravnik in between. Yeah, but something you mentioned Ravnic. earlier, Richard, that I thought was interesting is, like, playing your own treasures to keep up with the people playing treasures, and you just kind of do the treasure war, and whoever does it better wins, like... Uh, You're probably right, but isn't that, like, one of the problems people have with current magic and, like, every format is rather than interacting or whatever, you just try to, like, out-snowball your opponents better? (laughs) Like, do do we want that to be how Commander is? Like, is that a healthy state of the format where it's like, eh, everyone just tries to draw their dark side first or whatever broken card, and I do my thing before you, you do ask your Maro thing? That like on his
1: blog. What do you think? Of <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my opponent plays a soul ring. Should I disenchant it or should I play my own soul ring? What should I do here? What do you guys think? <laughs> like, <it's>... oh, <laughs> you just you just go pop off first hand. Yeah. Or in the case of Docks that you wait for your opponent to pop off and then you pop off right after <laughs> to get your treasures. That's too. literally C D H.
0: That's C D H literally just like wait until your opponent pops off and gets shut down, hopefully, and then you go to pop off and you hopefully win. Oh, that's literally that. Oh
2: that would make me sad. <laughs> so So are any of you playing treasure hate then? Are you planning on are you playing Verdian Rebel, Tomer, or any of that stuff? Does anything change? I would run Viridian Revel
0: because it does. It doesn't just hate treasures. Like whenever an artifact dies, and I think like it's a three mana enchantment. It sits on the battlefield. It disincentivizes people to use your treasures. So you're already you're already altering their game plan a little bit. And yes, it needs to get removed eventually. But if it just kind of sits around and it draws like a couple cards, I feel like that's kind of decent. Like. I won't put in all green decks, but I'll start considering it a lot more. Um, but I don't think I'd put any other special hate cards. Like, I'm not going to put, like, a Stony Silence or whatever because, yeah, it does slow down your opponents, but you just get hated for it. You you will be attacked more. Your thing will get removed. And when your thing gets removed, then they do, like, the dark side. Then they do the thing, and then they just win. So I, I'm more on Team Richard on, like, yeah, you just, you just, if, if people are bringing guns to a knife fight, you gotta make sure you br- bring out the bazooka next time, right? Like, that's, that's how it is, unfortunately.
1: It kind of sucks, but like, no. you bring 19th, uh-huh. no, 18th century armor, and you sit there, <laughs> and, and you're like, I'm reactive, it. it's working. Ding,
2: ding, ding. <laughs> Yeah,
0: and I think Meridian Revel is a nice way of doing it, too, because it's not, like, actively stopping your opponent's game plan. Your opponents can do whatever they want. Like, maybe if they want to still crack treasures into it, it's fine.
1: Uh... And it no, doesn't even the, ask you the, to like, play the Phil one. Or with, like his one clue token will be so upset that he's going to tutor up like uh, something to remove this, right? And then oh. the treasure person will pop off. Like you can't play table wide hate pieces like this. Like, well, Revel
0: isn't isn't a hate piece. It's just a uh, you do your thing, and I'm going to benefit from it a little bit. But you got to do
1: your thing. It's very it, much like a. It, it, will, it will draw the ire of the rest of the table that you're not even trying to like tax and then they will just unleash and king make i'll draw
2: into my removal though (laughs)
1: isn't that better like i'm drawing into my removal. i'm not drawing into
0: my removal. i'm I'm drawing into my combo piece so i can dockside win but let's just say (laughs)
1: i'm drawing into my removal how about that (laughs) right does anyone play a rest in peace do you just like slap a rest in peace on the table just to stop those graveyard decks like i want to do this I played that Planner it's, Void once. It was it was pretty funny actually, but no, no but not the reaction.
0: Not in general. Was funny. I run I run Rest in Peace in my Zedru deck just because I think it's really funny to gift the graveyard player the Rest in Peace so they have to watch it on their side of the board as they can't play the troll game. value. <laughs> but kind of, my, that's the kind of a, a jerk deck though. So, but yeah, what what do you do you think that's going to change your tactics at all, Seth? Like.
2: As far as uh, the cards I'm putting in my deck. Yeah. Um, So, no, as I I said before, like, I'm more interested in making sure I get my Vandal Blasts or my Shatterstorms. But I I don't think I'm going to actually play dedicated dedicated hate cards i think they're too narrow i think they draw too much attention and the downside of like stony silence and that style effect is it also hits on people's mana rocks so you're not just hating on the treasure player you're kind of hating on everyone and uh that's something that's definitely going to get you attacked like if it it was uh, yeah if it just hit on the dockside somehow that would maybe be more appealing but yeah i don't think i'm making any drastic changes other than making sure i have mass artifact destruction if if i can Hmm. And even well, that doesn't it, really stop the Dockside player from just comboing off. Like, a Vandal no. Blast doesn't really stop the big turn, like, going off combo, but... The answers are kind of limited. I'm, I'm kind of turning
0: more into Crim, where it's like, you gotta have more busted answers that are just
2: always good, but...
0: <laughs> I know I that's the problem, like,
2: though, because, like, the way you stop backside is, like, Force of Will and, like, yeah. free counters fouls, but then you're, like you have this weird play group snowball into CDH effects. Cause then other people got to play more powerful stuff to get through your counter spells. And pretty soon, pretty soon you're you know, just power crap, the play group into CDH territory, which isn't a bad thing if that's what you want to be playing. But like, it's easy for that arms race to head that direction. I think.
0: Do you think, do you think the av- like average play groups, like uh, uh, this, is, this is the viewers. I, I, I'm genuinely curious. Um, do you find treasures like being a very dominant uh, keyword that shows up a lot in your groups? Like, how often are your games uh, answered, like determined by like a dockside extortionist or a pitiless plunderer or a stormkill artist or a provisioner or a smothering tithe? Like, is it just because our meta, like, we see tithes so often? We don't really see extortionists so often. I feel like we've kind of self regulated. That like we we will play it every once in a while but we don't we generally like avoid it from putting it in just like a generic deck i think i think i i do <laughs> mm-hmm. right i, I, so I used like, to play it value really but
1: so, so yeah. looking looking at the top 100 cards from edh in the past month right so so these are probably more than casual players but yeah smothering Tide is in here i don't know what this number is maybe it's like what is this 5 or 10 20s, the top 25, and then top Dang. 50, maybe top 40s. Dockside extortionists. So I think those are the like, cards that most people see most often. So how I expensive? Think normal people see a, treasures.
0: Yeah, Tithe is fifty dollars. Like, yeah, but you really have all those people that,
3: that bought much?
1: it when it was like five dollars, and yeah. they had it forever, and yeah. now they play it and in every deck. How
3: right? much is Dockside?
1: Sixty-five dollars. Yeah, They're, they were
2: also both in pre decks in the not-that-distant yes. future, so I think they're one of those cards that, uh, it's not like a Mana Crypt, that, like, if you ever want to play Mana Crypt, you had to spend at least 50 bucks, or now 150 bucks, or whatever it is. Like, these are cards that people just end up with, because they they picked up the pre-con, and they checked out at Walmart, just, and now you got it back
3: side. Yeah, but Mana Tithe was just in, I think, Refnica Allegiance or something. It was just a regular rare, and it was yeah, $2.00. Man-
2: Oh, I mean, it was also yeah. in the in the brawl the brawl precons because oh, I actually okay. picked up some of the the ones that had like Corval oh, in nice, that yeah.
1: series. I think it was a two lane deck. It, it was in, a, in those Should precons. End, yeah. too. Yeah. it's the third most played mm. white card. Period. Swords Path, Smothering Ties, <laughs> like it is so, very commonly played. Don't groups kind of
0: self regulate? I don't want to. I don't want to invoke rule zero, but like <laughs> I don't know. We played it once, and then we're like, ah, oh, that's. Actually, we play I mean, Smothering Tide a lot. We play, we play Smothering, smothering Tide all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I put it all on my white deck I'm talking about.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: uh. me too. but is is that a bad thing? Like, is it is Smothering Tide a bad thing? Like, it helps the color that needed ramp. I know White's gotten way better, but when they printed it like three or four years ago, yeah, was was it a positive for the format? Maybe White doesn't need the help now, but at the time, I feel like Smothering Tide might have been a good thing. And now we have too much of a good thing, because Wizards just keeps, like, going further and further down the path, and, like, we're getting to that point where there's too many payoffs and too many things, but I don't know. For me, Smothering Tithe, I think, in its day, was maybe fine. Dockside, for me, is just, like, amazingly egregious, So It's like, I I don't know what Wizards could have... Possibly thought to print that. <laughs> I don't, what did they think was going to happen? Why would you put a true two drop that makes like 10 mana? Like, why? Yeah, I <laughs> think they just don't play test.
3: Wizards. I think, Jay, they must yeah. have not play tested Dark Side in an r- actual commander game. Like, I think they just underestimated that. Uh, that, that doesn't uh, make any sense. Like, it, it whenever it played, the board it was a long ball. time
1: ago. But yeah, maybe, that but but doesn't stop rules you know, so from banning it. Sickness. Now that we know what cards we have to work yeah. with, right? <laughs>
0: I, I know they I know they do play test precons at least the latest
2: ones like the 2020 and on <laughs> amongst
1: themselves or in general yeah amongst themselves amongst themselves I don't play, think in general like they, they probably they don't play do mana
2: like, or something they have some yeah, weird like, meta they, <laughs> they will they will stack
0: the top card of their they'll stack the top card of their top cards of their library with you know the newer cards to specifically try them out. I don't know how much like how extensive they go. I'm I'm sure like their deadlines are pretty... I played
1: one game. It's good. yeah, <laughs> just playing one While game. I also think their deadlines they, like, are pretty tough it? because no.
0: remember, remember back in the day, you, they had like one precon deck uh, cycle per year, right? Like they had Commander twenty fifteen, and that's it. That's it. Now they have like freaking like every single set. Every single set comes with
2: Commander decks and. And there's more commander, there's more sets every single year. So it's like,
0: yeah, I can't even imagine. Like, how much time do they even have to play test? Like, do they have like two days? They're like, all right, we got two lunches. Or you're not oh, going to get paid for this. But like, yeah, if yeah, you man. want, you could try out these cards. <laughs> I, I have a definitive
1: answer. I have the definitive answer. Okay. <laughs> you go EDH EDHRX salt score. Guess <laughs> what cards are present? Okay. If it's dog not magic study.
0: It's a. It's Dogside is
1: above humility. Okay. It has a, a salt score of two. Ooh. It's in 106,000 decks. Humility is assault score of 2. It is in 2,000 decks. Smothering Tithe is just right after Blood Moon, a couple spots down. It's in 150,000 decks with assault score of 1.98. <laughs> wow. So wow. it's above Golos, Omniscience, Ruination, No better be thief, above Golos. <laughs> mana That's... Drain, Crater Hoof. Uh, that's drink. crazy. Why is salt? That... I want to play more Oko because oh, yeah, <laughs> it kills your commander, and people are very upset about it. Yeah, yeah, but it's so funny. <laughs> so, so the normal person, wow. according to EDH Rack, is salty over Smothering Tithe and Dockside. They are up here. It's right yeah? behind Nexus of Fate in Scrambleverse. <laughs> Interesting. So Interesting. Smothering are salty Tide about
0: I've... Emrakul. Interesting. I guess it steals your turn, but it gives you your turn afterwards. <laughs> I
3: think Smothering Tide actually, without I'm I'm always saying they don't playtest cards since Orza and Orza Saga and stuff, but I think with Smothering Tide there's a big chance they actually didn't playtest it because it was released in a standard set. I think they didn't playtest it in Commander, and probably... There might have been somebody noticing, "Hey, this could be super broken, commander," but it's not like that's gonna stop them. They probably thought, "Oh, it's good," so they buy the product then. But I think Smothering Tide probably wasn't actually played in any commander game before it was printed because it's like, it's a standard set, and they explicitly say they test for standard. So, yeah. The rest, though,
2: dark side. Mm. No Honestly, way Okay. Fast, fast, fast. <laughs> let's, let's say Dockside and Smothering Tithe didn't exist, and maybe Bootlegger's Stash. Are we having this conversation? Are we doing this podcast episode? Like, do I we don't. hate treasures, or do we hate Dockside and Smothering Tithe? Like, do we hate these two specific cards that happen to have the treasure mechanics people on them? Artist,
1: Pitiless Plunderer.
2: Yeah, wait, wait, wait. those are those, those are arch specific,
1: right? So it have yeah. to go in a specific deck. But
2: they're, they're a little narrower in those decks. They are insane right? in the right decks. Yeah, mean, yeah, like Urza and stuff.
1: But that's fine I with Reacher me. already you, banned, you, so we don't need but, to talk about know, that one.
0: <laughs> what wait, if we What if we took out Smothering Tithe, Dockside Extortionist, Pitiless Kill Stormkill Arnest?
3: That's fine, but then we're back in Exile, and we just wait three more blocks and then it's broke that's what i mean it's yeah. fine actually fine right now <laughs> without these cards but the way it's going they just can't help themselves they will print the next smothering tide probably next set uh so yeah it's it's fun but they knowing wizards they might overdo it and they already do it in commons. so just wait uh, for mythic jewel uh jewel thief or uh, it's got a it's going to come. It's going to be is brutal. Is
1: Facebreaker a mythic or a rare?
3: It's a rare. I don't think Facebreaker is broken on like itself, a... though. It's pretty fair if you don't have dark side levels of treasures. It well, only it also, we, one we we how,
1: You just have yeah, people with three weenies and get three treasures. So I, We actually we actually kind of goofed like here because
0: there's uh, one card that is missing that is actually should definitely be mentioned. Uh, it's the most popular Rakdos commander of all time, oh, despite being uh, relatively new. It's yep. Prosper Tomebound, and we just Hell didn't yeah. talk about it. But Prosper Tomebound, um, it's, it, it's a card advantage engine. At the beginning of your end step, you exile the top card of your library until your end of your next turn, you can play that card. And whenever you play a card from exile, you create a treasure token. This is ranked 11 as top commander of all time on EDH Rec, and it's the top Rakdos commander of all time on EDHREC. I would say this card is kind of bananas and yeah. uh too strong. I think I, actually I I tweeted about it to Gavin Verhey and, and Melissa Datora. Uh they did a they did a retrospective on like um one of the commander precons and they said one of the designs going forward uh as, as a lesson is they don't want commanders that will both Draw you, make you, uh, draw you cards and ramp you at the same time. And, and then I was like, Hey, you said that, but what about Prosper? And they said, Well, we think it was a mistake in hindsight. But, like, this is another one that is, uh, very much up there. It's one of the most popular commanders of all time. It came out, what was it, last year. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a very short amount of time, it, uh, kind of went up <laughs> in popularity.
3: I've only seen it once when Seth played it, but yeah, it's, oh i mean it just does it all
0: (laughs) it's 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 in almost every lgs i know there's at least one person with a prosper deck it's like super super up there but it's also kind of new so everybody wants to try it out but it's also every single treasure card is like yeah it's (laughs) it's very fun but it's like i would say it's too good it's like a commander well i mean that's 2022 magic as well right like anything that a commander has to both make draw you
2: cards and generate mana or else like what are you even doing with your life? Um, how how much of the issue do you think is commander still being a relatively or comparatively new format? Like, what are we ten years now from yeah, the th- first commander? Of yeah, it's ten years. What kind of new? Magic's been around thirty, but look, like, Wizards hasn't <laughs> been designing cards specifically for Commander for that long, and they haven't been designing them at the level they are now for only the last two or three years, where they're making like full draftable sets and pre-condacts. Like, do you think Wizards is just like figuring it out as far as how to design cards for Commander that are healthy for the format? Like, how could like if it's not that, how could they not know no. that you should print a commander that draws cards and ramps? Like, isn't that like... They want to uh, sell cards. D- design 101? Like, how would you? How, how could you miss that? Like, that's obvious. Like, oh, you mean the bro, same bro, lesson learn every set in the format? Like,
1: if we give you a card that ramps and stabilizes and acts <laughs> as a finisher, like Uro, what will happen? You know, like, they, mean, they learn this lesson time and time again. They just choose not to listen to it because they want to sell packs. Right? They're also not a
0: monolith. Like I remember talking to Blake uh, on Twitter, and he was saying like how Hullbreacher is a very fair card. Like it's mm-hmm. fine for the format, actually. Right before it got banned, obviously? But yeah, Wait. like yeah. so you could, well, you could totally is see media like people. Guy. I'll give him a pass, <laughs> but I hope Wait. the designers don't think that. Yeah, but like what is the it's not just like <laughs> Gavin Verhey. Like if it was Gavin Verhey and Melissa just making all the Commander products and they had also infinite time to play test and all that stuff i'm sure i would be super confident that everything they come out is a banger that's also well designed and super balanced and all that stuff like that would be my dream but like we don't know everybody who's designing and we don't know how much time they have you know like what if you have to just bang
2: out a commander in a day <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well i mean <laughs> really though like, truly really, that sounds funny but with the amount of Products they make now that might actually not be a joke might <laughs> no, actually not be a joke. Like they probably don't have that much time with the amount of products that they got to put out. Yeah, but we still I mean, have to make sure it's, it. packed, it's not
0: right. Like,
3: uh, yeah. saying oh they just don't have the time doesn't mean we can not sit here and say whoa, these are all yeah. mistakes and shouldn't happen. It's not like oh I no, don't ask for true. that much product. I would be fine with two, three block sets, uh, like three set blocks every year. That's it for me. But that
1: Hasbro's like, number has to go up. Gotta get
3: that moolah. Number goes
1: up. It's the same as when Wizards made Modern Horizons, right? They're like, look, we're making products for this old format that's been around forever. How do we sell the cards? Well, we got a power creep. But hopefully in some non-obvious ways, people don't yell at us. So we'll just rebrand Lotus Petals as treasures or something, right? Uh, But they have to sell product. If if the cards were mediocre... You would play Smothering Tide for the rest of your life, right? So they have to power creep, augment it, and then reprint Smothering Tide, right? And they, they will keep milking money. Like, Dockside is not being banned. They're going to put in a secret lair, sell it to you with some new art. They're going to sell the next Commander Legends with it. Like, why would they ban it? It's like the money printer. Yeah, but people hate it. So
3: I, I don't know. I, I guess Wizards at this point is pretty known for not thinking long term but if you look at the salt score and say yeah the most played card and the card that we make our money off is the saltiest cards at in the long run people will just say well i'm just not gonna play this
2: anymore i guess i, I mean they can wonder, see the like, trick i wonder if how many of the people that vote for that is salty actually play it like, maybe it's one of those cards that's salty when your opponent's doing it, but when you're the one that's like, oh, blink by Dockside, <laughs> play my whole deck, like, <laughs> maybe you're not feeling pits. quite as salty when you're in that position. Do you think we've hit Peak Treasures? Like, do you think Wizards is going to pull back now? Now that we've, we've had all this stuff, this is a conversation we're having, the community's having, we just got another huge treasure set in Streets of New Capenna. Are you expecting Wizards to start pulling back a little bit? Obviously, this doesn't solve the Dockside problem or the Smothering Tide, whatever problems we have from the past. But in the future, I I don't think we'll have zero treasures. But do you think the days of sides and Smothering Tides and super pushed over the top stuff is going to come to an end? I think so.
0: I I think treasures are coming to an end. Like, they get the feedback. But the problem is it takes so long for them to actually, you know, like, if they get feedback now, it's still going to be two years until we see the cards... That were made with the new feedback. And also from what I understand. Like when card sets are being designed. Like there's teams that are building them simultaneously. So maybe they got the feedback from Ixalan. That Ixalan treasures were good. But it was too weak. So a bunch of different teams made different sets. Of treasures. And they just boosted it. So one team made time One team made Yucapena. One team made the Commander Legends and stuff. And they all made it simultaneously. And they all decide we're going to boost it up. And then they all came together and like oh. Uh, The end result of adding them all together was a bit too much. I think they're going to like now they're going to lay off the treasures, but we're still going to see like this full year is probably going to still have treasures and then maybe next year too. But then after that, we're going to be off treasures. But I think power wise, no, we're not going down on power. Like the ramping is going to just get more right. Like these 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 cards don't go away. You just add more to them and you have to keep selling products. So. We
1: heard your feedback on treasures. So we're introducing soul treasures. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sacrifice them, you add two colorless. You add two yes. colorless <laughs> per, per thing. That's like... called the goldspan dragon. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, There's brothers? only two fundamental things of magic, right? That's cards and mana, right? They're yeah. going to creep it. So if they pull back treasures, then wait till you see the new green ramp, right? Like your, your, your mana production will go up through the roof. Right, whether it be through treasures, whether it be lands, ramp rituals, they will power creep it, just like they power creep card draw, right? Like they will power creep mana production.
0: And also, the feedback that they care about is is their bottom line. Like we can we can give all the feedback we want, but like who cares? They have like a thousand people yelling different things at them. It's probably noise to them, but you, the 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 thing that they can clearly see is oh, well, we printed this and it went up. And we could see on the secondary market how how valuable it is. Hmm. I guess we just keep doing that then. And then it's like, I don't know.
1: I mean, you just got to look at the EDH salt list. It's like so incredible to me that all these salty cards, right? They're like played in like 5,000 decks, 4,000 decks, right? Like everyone knows not to play Armageddon, right? Only 9,000 decks. And then you have, like, Psych Rift, 200,000 decks, right up there, right? You have Darkside, right? You have Smothery <laughs> Tide, and like 150,000 plus decks alongside cards that are played in, like, 500 decks that are equally salty. Like, it is not an indicator, like, of how widespread they are, yet how salty they are. Like, look at Blood Moon. Only 25,000 decks.
3: I actually think that the Salt go kind of... Because people are super sick of Psych and Dog because Humility gotta be a salty card. That's pretty much as salty as it gets.
1: Because people don't know to play Humility. So yeah, yeah don't that's right. It so people if you don't saw vote Humility in 150,000 yeah. games or deaths, yeah, you would, it would be, totally yeah. rank it
0: up higher. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like, see Psych in most decks. Oh, and oh, then, oh, is oh, that, is that, like, if, is Psych Rift, and there's a way to blink your Archaeomancer. I'm just like. <laughs> uh, question. <laughs> oh.
3: Okay, so the Brothers War set isn't that supposed to be an artifact theme set? I think was it Brothers War or Dominaria United? So yeah. my worry Brothers would be War,
2: traditionally would be yeah Arden yeah. Arden so Arden. I would the be Urza worried that they say
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so the question is if they say hey, you know something that we works really well with artifacts? How about we sprinkling some treasures?
2: So I <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think treasures that don't. It doesn't seem to fit the... I don't know a ton of the lore, but I don't know. I wouldn't think Treasures when I think of Brothers War. That so maybe true, we dodge there. I think Artifacts, definitely. Yeah. But maybe but, they won't be Treasures in specific, hopefully. I mean,
3: clues I'm ho- would have what fit, I'm hoping uh, for. New Capenna. so...
0: I don't I'm think hoping they... for it's going to be like Artifact and then it's actually an Enchantress set because the first one was they were doing like Urza's Saga and there was supposed to be an Enchantress set and the most busted cards were all artifacts. <laughs> so I'm hoping for the reversal it's like Theros
2: 3.0 or something yes mm-hmm. so Another another treasure question. Uh, what do you guys think about banning some of these top treasure cards? Like, should we... And I don't want to get into the whole, like... We have a whole philosophical thing about bannings. Like, whether or not they should even exist. We did a whole podcast, uh, you know, <laughs> about that in the past. So, two whole, the whole podcasts. Sheldon the real whole podcast. But, like, should Dockside or Smothering Tithe, in specific, like... Should should we just ban them? Are they at that point where they're... They're very salty. We've been talking about that. They're very powerful. Do they warp the game to the extent that they should just go on the ban list? I, I,
3: I, like I wouldn't have a ban, ban list in general, but if I would, Darkseid would definitely be on it. Smothering Tide is super oppressive, but at least it's white. So for now, maybe, maybe not now, but a few sets ago, white could have needed the help. Darkside for sure, but then again, why isn't expropriate on the ban list if it's about fun? So the whole ban list thing doesn't make sense to me anyway, so nothing should be banned in my mind. Yeah. But if so, darkside. Yeah. But only
1: this. I agree. I I think we, we like I'm I'm for no ban list, but if you were to have a ban list why is this card not there? Right? Like, what what is the upside? Like, someone explain to me, like, the upside you're removing by batting this. Like, someone plays a dockside and then plays a crawworm after? Like, I, I don't know, like, what the, the good part of this is, right? It's just all downside and abuse-ready. Remember, you can blink it. You can do all sorts of shenanigans, right? It goes in, you know, your stupid Urza saga token is now, like, a 50-50, right? Like, there's just so much upside to this. And, uh for abuse but like what is the fun upside who's impressed by this you play two mana you won the game good job sir <laughs> what if you <laughs> right? have a like, treasure tribal deck and you aren't using
0: the dark side for anything abusive and you just want to yeah run. captain lannery
3: storm you you play yeah her and then sacrifice the treasures for commander damage that would be that would be fine but uh, Fair and balance. yeah that's the only case i can think of <laughs>
1: Majority of yeah. people don't use it that one though. Yeah, it's like the. Marianne I don't think I've ever seen that. Mechanics like yeah. artifacts. Artifacts historically always broken somewhere when you have enough of them. Yeah, um, and then fast mana, and then like little weenies that can blink and block for some reason. <laughs> it's like a one-two for some reason. Like it's just so absurd that it needs to be banned.
0: I, so I actually. M for a ban list because my goal of a ban list would be kind of like to make sure new players and people who can't have a ban list, like people on Magic Online, people who are in pickup games, you know, people who don't have Rule Zero, you know, who, who <laughs> yep. don't have a, a regular play group, I think they need some help and I want to make sure new players have are more likely to have a good experience. So I think a ban list is actually useful uh, but... The idea of like dockside being legal and primetime not is just, like my my brain can't handle it. Like I just I can't I can't understand it all. Um. So yeah, if you want to keep primetime banned, uh, then ban dockside. Uh, and smothering tithe. I think it's just like a, it's a bad bad for the game to have a constant triggered ability. It slows things down, makes people have to think about whether or not they need to pay the two. It's annoying, and it is super powerful. I would, I would get rid of Tide just because it
2: is slow and annoying. It is absurd that. Prime time is banned and Dioxide is not banned. Like, did you have you ever heard the prime time banning announcement? One of the concerns we've had recently is the overrepresentation of heavy ramp strategies to the point where this makes up a large portion of the aggregate decks out there. Why we think that ramp should be good? This is Battle Cruiser Magic after all. It's probably a little too prevalent. It needs to be reined in a bit. With this in mind, we're banning the most egregious fender, Primeval Titan. Prime- it's a Wait, six the- drop. It's <laughs> so ramp rag- is too Steve. good, and they. <laughs> They banned the most egregious offender, Primeval Titan. I mean, in their defense, it, it was 2012. This was a decade ago, and things were much different. Those simpler times, but still, no, he, like, how can you justify not- that
1: every quarter they release a banned and <laughs> restricted update, which yeah, is when no, they should they go back this no like, prime time. Paragraph makes zero sense. You know, we should probably <laughs> fix this.
0: Well, they they also said that you you like primetime was became the focus of games. People would want to copy it, you know, steal <laughs> it, and all that stuff, blink Bribery it. it, you know, maybe like, reanimate it, too? maybe blink it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> but a two mana a two man superior. <laughs> primetime
2: is uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I definitely think Dioxide uh, should go, uh, and I uh, also. Think we need a ban list because of eh, whatever, playing at local game stores and yeah, stuff. That's like, actually a good point. Uh, yeah. for, those, for those places, I like having a ban list, but ah, Smothering Time, more on the fence. Dockside's the one, though. I would fully, fully be on board with banning. Or yeah. unbanned Primetime and just let them fight it out. And I think yeah. Dockside would win by a huge, huge yeah. margin. Maybe I should, <laughs> Compared to Primetime. I should what probably if? rephrase what I said there about banning. It,
3: it makes sense for me in this pretty unique play group that we just play every week and we know what cards not to bring so it doesn't make like we don't need to ban expropriate because we just don't play it but uh yeah now that i think about it if i jump into a random uh magic online match and people i mean people do play dockside but best case they wouldn't play Darkside into whatever blink it so, yeah, for pickup games, a uh, ban list makes total sense, but they not with the cards that are on it. I think the worst one is Coalition Victory. This is just... Why is this on there? It doesn't make any sense.
0: Instant speed removal doesn't exist. <laughs> also five so, okay, what, like, what is
1: the most powerful treasure card that should be legal, then? So we said Dockside is, like, too far. Seth seems on the fence with Smothering Tide. Like, where do you... I- I draw the line at plundering. Like,
2: if we're going down our list Storm and Killing we're ranking them, like, Dockside, Smothering, Tithe, discounting the new stuff from Streets of New I'm okay with Pitiless Plunder and stormkill just because... I feel like you got to be in specific archetypes. I'm okay with them being archetype staples when they're ubiquitous show up in every deck. If you're playing their colors, you should play them like Dockside in uh, smothering type. That's where, that's where I draw the line. Personally. I can see the argument for pitiless and storm kiln because they are busted. If you build the right deck around them. But for me, I think they're okay because they don't go in every deck. Yep.
3: Same. Like, if it's busted in a certain deck, you would have to ban a lot of cards because that's how you want to have busted cards for archetypes to make the archetype good. Yeah. Yes, like... Darkside is busted in any deck. It's just.
1: I think the mana value of the card needs to be like five or six, and then you can do whatever you want. Essentially, by okay. five or six, I've given up and assume you can make infinite mana. <laughs> <out of like laughs> your spell. So at that point, you can do what you want, like green, you know, like Zendikar Resurgent or something, right? Like, yeah, yeah. go ahead, whatever, right? Like, but when you can do it for two mana, like any of these, like Stormkill, um, Darkside, like that's too much. So whatever but, it is, so maybe Revel and Riches or something, right? Like just. At five six mana, four, yeah. you're good to go. You can do whatever you want. Make unlimited True. treasures, sack them all, recur whatever. You you deserve it.
3: Yeah, I think so, bootlegger so, stash as well is pretty fine at was six mana. I to say.
2: So are you good with bootlegger stash, then, Richard? That's been a hot topic lately. Isn't it fine? Isn't that just like Zendikar Resurgent?
3: Yeah. Yeah. You can't I mean, call it's not with even it Zendikar though.
2: Resurgent because it doesn't
0: like double <laughs> your mana, like unless yeah. you store your mana. It doesn't draw you card when you play a creature, like yeah. It's,
1: I mean, it's
3: and roughly unless you combo
0: with it, yeah. It's the oh, six mana fit, green like, thing that makes unlimited mana, like whatever. Sure, I think you're allowed to combo of cards. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's
2: fine. Yeah,
0: I I totally agree with Seth that I think Smothering Thath and Dockside they're ubiquitous. They go into every single deck. If you're not putting them in a deck, then you're basically depowering your deck. Uh, I think that's bad. Uh, I would I would chop those two and then. Uh, Paleos Plunder and Stormkill and Artist, I'm more okay with. I think they are very busted. I think they're two strong cards, and if I could go back and design them, I would design them to be weaker. Like, I would just bump their mana up, like Richard said. Um, but you know what? Like, you're not going to see them in every single deck. You know, you don't put them in it. You don't put a Payless Plunder in, like, a random black deck and just say it's going to be good, because it's not. You need to be in an Aristocrats deck. And Stormkill Artist, same thing. You need to be in Spellsinger. So, you know what? I'm fine with those provision or two it's like you have to be in landfall like if you're just putting one lane drop a turn it's fine <laughs> i know? like
3: i don't think making side more cost more will fix it because you can still play it and flicker it i think it's pretty wordy but i think if i would fix it you would create the difference of the artifacts you control to the artifacts your opponents control so i guess the first one makes a lot of mana which is still bad at two mana, but you can flicker it and accumulate more. So at some point you have more treasures than your opponent's artifacts, and then it's done. That would be fine. At least it doesn't go infinite. It's it's super wordy, but it, at least
0: making it
1: more. If it's a five, <laughs> you don't drop, need to flicker it most of the time. <laughs> this, of the time what do you just shot? make it
0: a sorcery? You make it a sorcery and it exiles itself when it resolves. Ooh, but not two mana. I mean, but that would uh, be you, I mean, a four mana.
2: Even so even if it only triggers when cast, that would that would limit some of the combos. It doesn't get oh, rid yeah. all of them, but that would that would be a step in the right direction. Also just triggering on only artifacts rather than artifacts and enchantments. Like even those small mobs, okay. I don't know if it would still be busted, but it would
3: Oh, I just forgot you can just sacrifice your treasures, actually, so it wouldn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it (laughs) wouldn't make sense at all. I guess, oh, my audacity just super oversteered. Sorry for the listeners.
1: Okay, okay, I I know how to fix treasures. You lose two life when you sack a treasure. Ooh. Ah, but that's shadow, Richard. (laughs) (laughs) The shadow players.
2: This works (laughs) so well for for Ruxian mana.
1: (laughs) It works even better in a 40 life format. Actually, two is not enough. You probably need to lose, like, three (laughs) or... you have 40 I mean, life you could act, if you're just gonna win what does it matter right you can go as low as you want i mean
0: if if i had to lose three life for every single treasure i don't think i would play Smothering tithe anymore how
1: about and how about deep treasures enter still
0: well they started doing that with yeah. some creatures uh Gallic readers the mm-hmm. treasures enter tapped when you do it i don't think it's enough though because yeah I think that's a lot better. If that's way better. Yeah, because you get one
1: it's, turn of sorcery speed interaction. And you can't like just combo off and blink. Yeah. And you have to do all of that, and then they can just blow you out with like a stony silence. Yeah, like the enter really tapped is enough. Fair. Yeah, they and, nice and
0: it's only once per turn. So yeah. that was like I remember Richard said once per turn. Yeah, tapped is also good. It's weird that that is in the same is in the same set as professional facebreaker. Like <laughs> one designer, one designer was like treasures are too much. Uh, we're gonna <clears throat> make alligators. It's gonna be fair. And then the other designers like, screw that. Uh, <laughs> professional facebreaker. I'm gonna to make all my uh,
2: treasures draw cards now because <laughs> let's do that. Like it's crazy there's also the token one stimulus package like yeah, now your treasures can be creatures there's just so many payoffs now
3: yeah payoffs mm-hmm. for treasures don't make too much sense to me because they already pay for them for other spells <laughs> they don't even mm-hmm. you're like yeah i don't get it i wish we had clues as the evergreen utility token oh my and a tireless so tracker fair. reprint please
0: yeah oh. I mean, clues do busted things, but you have to work for it. Like combos with it, things yeah. that take advantage of artifacts, but paying two to crack to draw a card is actually like, it's it is a it is a drawback. Like you you do have to
2: spend the mana for it. It might not even be good enough anymore. <laughs> so, Maybe I, be I, I mean one, don't... like uh, no. some <laughs> speeding up so much. Pay like... one, <laughs> pay uh, one to draw. Yeah, <laughs> I, okay. I think well, you're
3: right, but it's set.
2: Yeah, I never
0: mean, I never we'll Right? It's a like great yeah, I never rare. thought clues were like insane, but. K1 oh, hey, so That seems. Cool. That would that be too aggressive. i about okay. One life.
1: <laughs> oh, bro. God. <laughs> wow. No, make it two. Make it
0: two life. Phyrexian <laughs> mana. We're going to Phyrexian eventually, right? We could have like Phyrexian clues. Phyrexian investigate. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I, I like Tap. I think Tap would fix everything yeah without being too, like the one to turn can still be super abused and it's weird but like yeah Dockside can have all your treasures they're tapped so you need to take an extra turn or wait a turn cycle and that gives everyone time to like murder you or do something about it and then now playing your Stony Silence actually works right they they play the Dockside now you play the Stony Silence and you're good to go right so yeah I think entering tower yeah, makes it that yeah, no ever, yeah I was
3: going to say this. For smothering ties played super different.
1: Okay, but <laughs> a tap trigger your next upkeep or something. <laughs> <laughs> <cool. Like> <laughs> it has the sleep effect on it. <laughs> <laughs> Could only activate uh, once per turn cycle. <laughs> Dard white, getting a, getting around
2: my stipulations. White's
0: too Sm- strong. We need to nerf white.
2: <laughs> Smothering maybe should is too one. The tax maybe should have been one oh, rather, than, sure. yeah. oh, rather than two. Then, and then people but then you would actually have to pay pay agonize for it about it.
0: And then you'd have to be like, well, can I pay the one? Uh, this one you I were guess. like, no, obviously I can't pay two. <laughs> obviously I can't pay two. But then mm, when you have to yeah. pay one and you're like, oh, well. I drew this. Nice let, let me figure out my turn. So I, I just drew this card. I need six <laughs> mana for this, five mana for this. I have a draw spell. Do I will I draw into another <laughs> I hate that? I hate that.
2: Just just delete it. Probably would slow that. things slow things down a little bit too much. That's true. Yeah. All right.
0: Well uh okay, the last honorary card curse of opulence you think this is problematic cuz I, I see richard put it down here curse of is one red uh, aura it's a curse and enchanted uh whenever you attack an enchanted uh, the enchanted player, you make a gold token. Gold token, very different from treasure. It's actually power crept in a way because you don't need to tap it to activate it to make a mana. This one you just sacrifice it. So you can tap it first or whatever, and that's cool. And then if any opponent attacks the curse player, that opponent makes a, a gold and you make a gold.
1: Richard, you put it on here. Are you going to poo poo my favorite red card? This is broken for so, say, first of all. It, it makes a treasure every turn. It's like dumb. But it, it's like one man to kill a person. Yeah. <laughs> right? You slap it on that's, someone, they die. I red card. Right. I feel like and, that's and if a it curse synergizes with treasure or somehow, it'd be even more broken, but thank goodness they called it a gold token. Um but there's a hoop yeah, you, you can only get one
0: per turn and you have to attack the player. And the getting these other uh, people
1: to attack the player giving you more than one per turn. <laughs>
2: Yeah, isn't it it's red sm- almost red smothering ties it isn't is it, Once sp- it gets in, in the mid game yeah <laughs> but one mana and it removes
1: life off someone too yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that's what my... I hate about it <laughs> but
2: yeah that's kind of my problem is how it just gets someone killed I was Which, on a crusade eh. for how good this card is I'm glad it finally oh it's finally good God, it's justice you got there
0: yeah, just because of the curse commander, the Grix's curse commander. It's not an, but I mean I'll take it. Yeah, what,
3: what maybe maybe think about the,
1: the transition to treasure from gold. Like what what the heck was that? Why can they just use gold? Maybe flavor. maybe they thought I it, was it was too busted because you
0: don't tap it. And then they were like, Okay, we fixed <laughs> it. We made treasure. Alright, now that we made treasures we can we can power creep it a bit.
2: <laughs> I think mm-hmm. they just decided treasure is better flavor for like Ixelon. With the whole theme of the set, so I switched it. Like, I, I really think it's as simple as that. that Isn't the there a value at the time
1: or something? Are they not interchangeable?
2: Oh, yeah. Like, gold is treasure. Isn't <laughs> there a that these Ethereum yeah.
1: cells or something? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that are like actual Lotus Also families.
2: treasures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring back eh. Ethereum cells. That will fix I mean, it. What, if, what about that? Like, what if they switch back to gold? Or Ethereum cells, I, I guess. because they printed, like, because they printed too many payoffs for treasures. Like you can't sack your gold to professional facebreaker or whatever. I, it doesn't win yeah. with Revelin riches. Maybe, maybe that's where we gotta go to get around the treasure payoffs.
3: No. Okay, I have an idea.
0: So we have, so we ban dockside extortionists, right? And then we make mm. jeweled dockside extortionists. <laughs> and it's the same thing. It makes gold, but it's free if you have your
2: commander out. <laughs> <laughs>
3: sure that,
2: i think i saw that in the commander legends 2 leaks i was looking on reddit and i'm pretty yeah. sure i saw that card <laughs> oh boy all right well um so
0: that was a doozy but uh as always i'm very interested in hearing from the viewers you all who just listened to us um what what do you think about treasures uh we have obviously a very insular play group we play this is our commander clash playgroup uh i have other playgroups that i play with uh, i don't see treasure as much in those but i do see them quite quite often as well sometimes too um what about you do you you have in your playgroups a lot of treasures Is the treasure meta super high what do you think about smothering tide dockside extortionists and other ones we kept talking about um and would you run some hate pieces and if you already did you know how those go let us know in the comment section um did we want to shout out? Oh, we didn't shout out mtggoldfishmerch.com, which I'm doing right now. mtggoldfishmerch.com. Very late for the people who are still listening, all 15% of you. Um, go to the store and buy the beautiful merch. Uh, it will support us financially. And also like and subscribe wherever you're listening to and uh, if you got all the way here, uh, thank you.
1: You're awesome. You, you, know, you know what, Tomer? We can't you Dockside. We got to sell our <laughs> treasure tokens. We have Scoop's yeah. treasure tokens. Oh. Yeah. Cancel the podcast. Dockside. <laughs> Everyone should, should play we it. Go, we pick, need pick gold Richard, tokens. Pick up your treasure Richard. tokens at mtggoldfishmerch.com. <laughs> Abort. <laughs> oh,
2: Richard's going full full Watsi over there. Full Watsi. <laughs> yeah. I understand.
0: I
1: understand corporate Watsi now. I'm a Hasbro executive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our show, everybody. Uh, Until next time, friends. Mm. See ya.